Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to our lesson before our parent support call. Hi, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, communication. Yes. This idea of we're only as happy as our least happy child's. That's, right. how the, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how the phrase goes, right? I'm, I'm only as happy as my least happiest child. And yeah. something I've been thinking a lot about, and I know you and I spoke about it a little bit, Alish, because um, <clears throat> last week we really dove into communication and how we communicate. And so I was thinking about, um, you know, what? how do we communicate? Like we think our words, we think of words as communication and actually words are the least amount. Yeah. It's like 7% of communication is the words. Right. And so if our belief is that I'm only as happy as my least happiest child and what are we thinking when we see a child that is not happy and what are we then communicating yeah and what are we and what are the pressures that we're then putting on that child so you know as you know in in our support groups people that have been coming in um and some of the challenges that have been presented to us and of course in our private coaching and certainly with my friends and especially now you know with teenagers and me with young adults at this point as well as a teenager um there's certainly been a lot of times when my kids have not been happy yeah well and think about think about it as like a roller coaster like if your ability to be happy is dependent on a hormonal teenager (laughs) like how much happy happiness could you possibly like does that make sense like you're you're now at the mercy of another human being period for your own happiness and peace right and and i would say you know even prior to that even when my kids were were little Uh, And for those people that have little kids that are, you know, have tantruming toddlers, like, so if I'm not happy because my my toddler is tantruming, right, or because my child is having a bad day at school, then how am I holding for that child? 
if I'm just following the lead and what kind of pressure are we putting on our kids then to be happy and to make us happy? Well, and how much, um, have you ever been around somebody that was really happy when you weren't? And if you were open to that, like you can feel, you can kind of feel the vibration of another person. And sometimes their happiness is like, you don't really want to be around that. But other times, like I know that being around a joyful person has pulled me out of a funk. And the opposite is true too. When I've been in good moods and other people around me are constantly in a, in a negative mood, it also has the same, it has the potential for the same effect. And I think that's really the point, right? Is that if we can start to recognize that we ourselves personally are responsible for our own mood, for our own happiness, for our own attitude, then we get to choose how we want to think. We get to choose how we, what we want to believe. We get to choose how we want to feel because what I'm thinking is going to impact what I'm feeling. What I'm thinking and what I'm feeling is going to impact how I act. And so it's this domino effect that, and that's what I'm really present to is wanting to take back and reclaim my part in what I'm responsible for, which is my own happiness. And it's not dependent on what is or is not going on with my child or my mother or my spouse or my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my friend friend, whether it's a, you know, female or male or, you know, someone who's non-binary or, you know, it, 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 when we put our, when we give that away, when we give, and when I went, what I mean by that, when we give that power away, we are no longer responsible for our own life. And we then become subject to the whim of what somebody else is experiencing. Yeah. And I think that it's possible to have empathy for someone who's going through something and not be sucked up in the whirlwind of their own, of their emotion. Because it's, if, if I'm responsible for how I feel, then they're also responsible for how they feel. And we can still empathize with how they're feeling and not take it on as our own. Exactly. And you said it's possible. And I would say what I'm learning more and more as a parent, as a person in the world, but also as a parent that just as my child is not responsible for my happiness, I'm not responsible for their happiness, which is exactly what you're saying. But I can certainly empathize and learning how to hold space for feelings in general, not just happiness, but feelings, Yeah. right? Like 
actually to hold space for when my child or anybody, whether again, it's a friend or a partner or, you know, whomever feels sad for me to learn to get comfortable with that. Like one of the things that my mom would say to us and me, I can talk about me in particular growing up and she still does like, are you happy? Are you happy? And then with my kids, are they happy? Are they happy? And it was this very like disconcerting, like, so, so I never felt like I could really share my feelings with her because I knew she wanted me to be happy. So if I was anything other than happy, like I knew she couldn't really handle it. And it wasn't so much even from what she said, like to this day, I don't really share with her what's going on with me, you know, emotionally. And so it became, um, it became an emotional block almost, right? That I couldn't, to myself, that I couldn't express it. And so I needed to suppress it if it wasn't in the positive and I'm using um, quotations, if it wasn't in the positive realm. And I think that what I'm realizing more and more again as an adult is that I do get to choose and that actually happiness and sadness coexist. Mm -hmm. That they can be things that are, are challenging in my life as right as they are right now. And I can choose to focus on those and I can those things and go down that rabbit hole. Or I can choose to focus on and an example for me would be gratitude, right? Like I can I can adopt an attitude of gratitude and I can practice that. And so happiness for me doesn't always have to be either. It doesn't have to be like, oh, it's so exciting. It's so happy. And you know, it's that to me is not happiness. That's excitedness. That's excited. That's a different emotion and that's fabulous. And happiness, yeah, I'm certainly feeling happy when I'm feeling those things, right? But for me, happy is just a state of contentment. Like, I don't know, I just saw you take a sip of your, whatever it is you're drinking. Is it, was it water? Was it coffee? Was it? It's tea and tea. it's warm, which is lovely because it's a little on the chillier side in my house today. So something as simple as that, like you just, when you said that you smiled. Right. And you said, it's lovely. Like right there, like these tiny little things that we can do, no matter what is happening in our lives. And it's not to discount that there's difficult things that are coming up for us, but it's just noticing, becoming aware of those little things that can just help to like shift our mood if we become aware of them, if we notice them. And be intentional. Like you introduced me to something called mushroom coffee. And I'm not here to advertise mushroom coffee. And I love how you're smiling about this. But, I, but it's amazing. Yes. And, you know, and it's amazing. And it's it's kind of like a little weird. And it's, you know, but there's something about it that's just like warm and nourishing. And, you know, I haven't done the research on what's in it. But I'm assuming that it's really good stuff because you researched it. And we... I have a friend who's, you know, a nutritionist and she researched it. So now when I drink it, like it's, I make it in the morning and I sit down and I really like that is, you know, that's how I, most of the time it's in the morning and that's how I start my days with my mushroom coffee to just 
just be intentional, like these small things that I'm choosing. And it's not dependent on if my child is happy or my child is not happy. Bringing it, circling it back to it doesn't, you know, it's not, I'm not dependent on my happiness is not dependent. My happiness is dependent on if I choose to make that cup of coffee, sit down and drink it and, and be present to it and enjoy it. So I can actually choose that and the other things that I have chosen to incorporate in my daily life. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Woo. All right. And on the subject of communication, for those of you that are here uh, in Los Angeles tomorrow morning, we will be live in person at St. Martin of Tours School in Los Angeles. The flyer is being posted in the Facebook group. Uh, we would love to have you come and join us. Uh, it is free, it's complimentary. The school is hosting. Um, so it's at from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And we would love to see you there. And we will continue uh, on the in this conversation of communication on enhancing couples and co-parents communication. And yes, because I do think the way we communicate with our partners, I'm you know, I'm divorced from my, from my son's, my son's father. Um, and I'm very aware of how I communicate with him because that is going to impact and affect the energy in the household, in the room, how I, in, how I communicate with my husband at home, you know, who's my son's stepfather. I know you with your fiance, like these things are important. So to be aware of our communication, anyway, I'm going on and on. Would love to have you join us. If you want to learn some tools around this, we'd love to see you there. 9 a.m. Wednesday, the 21st of February at um, St. Martin of Tours School in Brentwood, California. So we are going to jump off here and go into our support group. Um, and so until we meet again next week on this same call, keep healing. Bye, guys. Good healing. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Momming. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate, and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A-L-Y-O-N-S.com. See you next time.